In this episode, we mourn the death of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, a champion for women's rights, equality, and a true American hero. Trails of troubles, rows of battles, paths of victory, we shall walk. The road is dusty, the road is a mighty rough, better road is awaiting, the day is not far off. Trails of trouble, rows of battles, paths of victory, we shall walk. I walked down by the river. I turned my head up high I saw that silver lining That was hanging in the sky Well, I saw trails of trouble Rows of battles Paths of victory We shall walk The gravel road is a bumpy Well, it's a harder road to ride There's a clearer road awaiting with the cinders on the other side Oh, we got trails of a trouble And we got rows of a battle Paths of a victory We shall walk Evening train was a-rolling A-humming of the wheels I saw a better day As I looked across the field Well, I saw trails of a troubles Rows of battles, paths of victory, we shall walk. The tree is dusty, the road is a mighty rough. A good road awaiting, oh, the day is not far off. Oh, we got trails, trails of trouble, and we got our roads, roads of battle. Paths of victory, we shall walk. Hey everybody now, welcome to Live on Four Legs, a definitive live Pearl Jam podcast. And like we said last week, we are out of Europe for the Around the World series and we're finally heading to the continent of South America. And these shows, oh boy, we are both very excited to get to all of the countries uh, from Brazil to Chile to Argentina to Colombia to... Uh, I'm missing one. Costa Rica, that's Central America, and Mexico even in Central America. We're going to get to all of those before the end of the year is up, and we're really excited to do all that. And what better way to get into all this than to start with Brazil? Because la- yesterday we had Black Circle on, and obviously Black Circle, Brazilian-born, Brazilian-bred, and... We're going back to Brazil for today to cover our first ever show. So welcome back. Randy Sobel over here. John Farrar over there. Hello. Hiya. You are pumped. I am pumped. Oh, no. I don't think we should like get into the icebreakers or anything. I think we jump in <laughs> and just we just show our absolute gratitude and love for these shows. Yeah, I mean, how can you not be excited about covering this? Like, just watching the crowd, watching all the interactions between the the crowd and the band, and it, it was it's just infectious. Like, you can't help but but get excited watching this. And and yeah, not only are we in Brazil, but I think this is the first time we've covered a show from 2015. 
Yeah, there's not really a lot in 2015. It's kind of one yeah. of those middle years, you know, mid lightning bolt where, you know, they're uh, obviously they're going to places where they don't usually go. I think really the only other thing they did in 2015 besides South America was uh, uh, the um, Global Citizens Festival. So it's right. not a big year in their history and they would do a lot more in 2016. But this is kind of... I guess where you can start to say the band winds down a little bit and stops, you know, that fervent touring from for every year, from year to year. Right, yeah, 2017, we just had the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and then, mm -hmm. you know, 2019 was, was nothing, and then we're we're kind of stuck in this purgatory now. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting to go back and look, and that yeah, 2015 was kind of like maybe them, like you said, like winding down, like, Maybe starting to starting to write stuff for the new album. We we found out that they they had been working on new stuff since 2016, 2017. So, yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, Brazil especially like that's the big one down there. But like I said, they did all those other countries. Uh, but they they had gone going back to 2005, and 2005 is actually going to be the show that we do for uh, Santiago next week for for Chile. Uh, they, that's when they kind of started the whole South American tour where they, they've got into it and, you know, it, it was kind of, it was an extra branch that I don't think they were expecting this kind of fan base to, to come out of this because what we see out of these shows from even that point on or 2011, 2013 on the way that they treat some of the songs completely changes. Oh, absolutely. And I think if you if you go back, I think there was a maybe a special feature on the PJ20 movie where they do a whole feature on that on that first South American tour and you you can see it in their faces like the band was just blown away by the reaction like I think at the end I think it's Matt says like, "Oh, you know, we we can't wait to come back. Like we're going to we're going to come back as soon as we can." And this is going to be part of the regular rotation of of touring now because they they just had such a blast and we're just absolutely blown away by the crowds and the reaction and yeah like you said like some of these songs it it absolutely changed how how people all over the world react to these songs we talk about do the evolution being the, the iconic like that's what people do now based on what these these crowds did and you talk about like rearview mirror and even flow and given to fly and you can go on and on it's just such an amazing reaction you know from this crowd and it's yeah it's it's become part of the legend I agree with that, that it's South America and these South American shows really help them up the stakes and turn songs like Corduroy into more of a call and response song than it was. Turn songs like Do the Evolution, like you said, to being more of the everybody chant, whoa, 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 instead of doing the admire me, admire my home. Like that's, you know, they created that and they brought that same mentality into these songs in the States and it worked out perfectly. Oh yeah. It's, it's fantastic. And yeah, that, though that 2005 tour was the beginning, but even in 2015, like it's still carrying on. You can, you can tell they're still riding on that high. Yeah. And, and I think you, you said it like they would go back there every pretty much in the regular rotation, getting in years, from 2005, then they would go on do a couple shows in, in 2011. They would do 2013. They would do 2015 and 2018. That's as as much in the rotation 
as just about anywhere else, even outside domestically. Like, you know, hey, this Atlanta is, hasn't had a show since Lightning Bolt came out, so <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying hard not to be jealous. I knew, I knew you, I knew you would mention something. So, oh, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I hear you. I don't know if they hear you. Jeff, Jeff, and, and Atlanta, they they still don't get along very well. You know? I know, I know. We're 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 still very sorry. We like the gift <laughs> baskets were sent. I don't know what else we can do. You send them peaches. We everything uh, the fruit baskets, gift baskets, yeah, a selection <laughs> of meats and cheeses. I don't know what else we can do. I maybe maybe a skate park, maybe just honor a oh, skate park go. in his name there we or go. something like that. That's a, that's I, not I a bad idea. I might have to get on that. <laughs> Uh, let me me write that down (laughs) one of the things we did end up talking to black circle about in yesterday's episode uh that we saved for today was some of their experiences and i really wanted to to dig into how they felt about the crowd and how they felt about just being there and and experiencing all this because really it's all we can't we can go back and watch the youtube stuff and marvel over it but we can't be in that place and in the, in those people's shoes. So let's, uh, you know, this isn't specifically about today's show. This isn't about Sao Paulo. Uh, there are a couple shows in there. They'll talk about Rio from, uh, 2018 Lollapalooza. They'll talk a little bit. I think there's a 2011 Rio show that they talk about. So, uh, there, you know, a lot of, a lot of different stuff is mixed in, but a lot of great stuff. And it's really just kind of defining, how even their fandom has been uh, created and and gotten bigger because Pearl Jam decided to to go down there. So it's a good listen. It's about like five ten minutes or so. So uh, take a listen and and just in, enjoy their stories. The first song I've I've heard on a Pearl Jam concert, which was Last Exit on mm. Rio in two thousand five. And I remember I was only 15 and I went to the show with my mom. She took me to the show because I couldn't be there alone. So she took me to the show and she wasn't a huge Pearl Jam fan. She didn't know much more than the, well, let's say Black Les Kids and everything else. And uh, when we, when the show finished, she was <laughs> she was extremely happy. She was singing the songs. She said, oh my God, this is the best nurses I've ever been. I say, oh yeah, okay. You can you can think that to me. <laughs> you brought me to the show. <laughs> and the second the second uh, memory I have uh, from a Pro Jam concert, at least here in Rio, was uh, in 2018 when we tried to to get Lenny on stage to sing anything with Eddie, <laughs> because uh, uh, I, I think in 2015. There was a guy from uh, another band who, who got on stage, and he sang the, the first uh, first phrases from Porch, and then he left the the stage, and we we thought, well, man, why why not Lenny? And then we started to 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 post things on the internet saying uh, we we even created a hashtag called Let Lenny Sing, and during the <laughs> during the 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 encores and the, the spaces between the, the songs, we were there screaming, let Lenny sing, let Lenny sing. <laughs> and actually, there's a there's a moment in the, the I, I think in the bootleg, and uh, I believe before Mind Your Manners, you can listen to us screaming, oh, so let Lenny sing. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> we were, uh, let's say, on the <clears throat> fifth row, 
so you can listen to us. Yeah, it's weird because Lenny didn't sing. <laughs> it was it was terrible. not at that time. Not at that time. <laughs> not at that time. It was horrible, and it was so weird for me to keep screaming. Let Lenny say it was so weird, but <laughs> you know, like the third person Lenny. But it, I wanted I wanted to go on stage, but I, I can tell you something, Nick. Had I been on that stage, I wouldn't have let go of the mic. I would have tried to sing the whole song. They would have to like run, you know, through the stage, around the stage, trying to get me with the microphone. Or maybe they would have to just mute my my microphone because yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be there for just five seconds. I wouldn't lose that opportunity. Yeah, Missed I would that certainly follow you. I would certainly follow <laughs> you as a safeguard. And then I go and say, no, no, I'm, I'm his safeguard. And then, uh, oh, Mac, please let let me play just a little bit of the drums. Okay, man, let's go. Uh, <laughs> it would be a dream. Well, well, I I didn't I didn't say it was. I'm just gonna answer the, the same question then. Um, that was a great moment. I was gonna say that one that 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 one too. That we went to the show. We had high hopes. We wanted to see Pearl Jam, of course. Uh, first time I went was in 2011, and that was just the second time. Uh, I was I was like mesmerized by by the globes coming up and down, you know the whole lighting was amazing. It sounded amazing. It was weird because we had been playing those songs like uh, for the past three years, right? And they were doing basically our set list with like other additions. So it was like, oh, that's how you sing that part. Oh, that's how he plays that part. So it was it was amazing because we was we were very close. The first time I was I was far. Uh, now this is the the other memory in 2011 uh, at Apoteosi. Uh, I was a bit far. I would say like a, I don't know, 50 meter distance. Far. I, I mean, it's not that far. But and then I remember that uh, when when the Ed started playing Unthought Known, um, my brother was there with me and uh, he started crying because he he'd heard me sing that song so many times in the bathroom. So he recognized the song. He's not a huge fan, but he recognized it, it was like. Isn't it, isn't it, isn't he singing that one that you used to sing in the shower? And then he started crying. Then I was crying too. And it was a, like a very, very nice moment we had. Uh, that's the, the best memory I have of that day. It was my first time watching Pearl Jam live. I was already 31, right? So it took a long time. I couldn't go in 05, uh, but, and he had, I think the first song was Unthought Known, right? He opened with Unthought Known. That sounds so, right for Rio, yeah. I remember I watched and, uh, it. And it was like, couldn't have been better a better choice for I mean for me individually there in the crowd I, I love that he opened with that one what's it what's it like being in that crowd and and you know the crowds down there have become famous for songs like do the evolution and given a fly and the songs where you know at certain points they can either sing the guitar parts of a song like river mirror uh, and do the evolution, I think, is the most famous one, uh, or you know, even just songs that you don't usually hear the crowd sing so loud. What's it like being a part of that crowd? Because you know, we've been in good crowds before, Wrigley, MSG, uh, Fenway, and you know, a lot of places in in the U.S. that that are just fantastic places. PJ Twenty. Um, what's it like being in that crowd and, and just getting that experience and, and feeling that not just being part of it? Uh, I can answer that. Uh, it's, uh, I, I believe this is a common uh, behavior of all, uh, all around South America. Uh, it's not only exclusive to Brazil, to Brazil. Uh, 
that's because most people don't don't speak English. Uh, people would sing uh, any sound that anything that sounds similar to what's been singing. Uh, so I I believe that's that's the answer. Uh, but uh, I'm telling this because I've I've already seen uh, other crowds in in other South America countries doing similar stuff. Not only uh, on pro gen shows, but other other uh, bands. Uh, and there's a, a, a famous one uh, on that sings, "We ain't gonna take it. We're not gonna take Twisted it." Twisted Sister. Yeah, Twisted Sisters. Yeah, they they have a uh, "Huevos uh, con aceite y limón," que es uh, that's uh, 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 the Spanish version of of that song. Uh, and I and I've seen uh, I believe it's Mexican crowd singing li like this in Twisted Sisters, wow. uh, and and they and they sang this way they sing this way to to the crowd too. That's that's an, uh, a a meme or a joke. So once again, thanks to the guys over at Black Circle, all five of them were just so much fun to be around, so much fun to hang out with. That that Rio 18 show, I believe somebody requested that on patreon and the minute they requested because it was right after we did our we had our conversation right after we recorded it and i'm thinking to myself "Ooh, he he got the right one that gives us an opportunity to go back and get the boys back on again and and really talk about those stories because that let lenny sing chant i mean come on that like we got to bring that back right <laughs> yeah it, it's it's funny he was talking about talking about it doing it himself felt kind of weird <laughs> chanting for himself but hey you got to do what you got to do exactly i mean when everybody's rooting for you you can't root for the other team right <laughs> oh yeah i think it'll be even bigger next time oh and i think next time there won't need to be a chant i think um right. you know i don't want to jinx anything for him but i, I think he's uh He's he's be become uh, enough of a celebrity, so to speak, down there. Where I think he's in the circle, all quote unquote. Of, right. I think all of Ed's gratitude. I think something will happen. I think they'll get a a little rocking in the free world or something like that. And I again, I don't want to jinx anything for him because I wish the best for that situation. But I I definitely. I am hoping that happens and not just that, but I'm, I'm hoping that I could be at one of those shows because after really talking to them and after listening to this show and a couple other shows, I'm, I'm ready to go down to South America and do this. Let's, hmm. you know, let's hitchhike. It doesn't matter. Let's go. Nice. Yeah, that'd be great. So uh, we made some friends, uh, some more Brazilian friends over at Pearl Jam to fly. Uh, they are a, pay, uh, a Facebook page that, you know, just kind of talks about Pearl Jam and, and does the same kind of, you know, just fan uh, related content. He got in touch with, with us a while ago and asked us to do a Brazil show. And I told him, just hang on. We're, we're waiting there. We're, we're flying around the world. We're, we're going through New Zealand and Europe and we're, we're going to get there, man. Don't, you know, don't don't worry about it. And uh, and, you know, once we got closer, I thought it would be a good idea to have his page and the people that follow his page have them pick the show. 
So he was really high on this Sal Paolo show. I think he was, if he filibustered for it, I wouldn't be surprised. But they got the show picked. This is the one that they picked out of all 15 of them uh, that that they've done. And uh, they couldn't have picked a better one. So Victor was also nice enough to send us a little voice memo of his experiences at the show. So we're going to listen to that real quick and uh, come back. We'll talk about the songs. Hello, guys. How are you doing? I'm Victor from Program to Fly, a Brazilian fan page. First of all, I'd like to thank for the invitation. It's such an honor to be here and be part of the podcast. Talking about that concert that night brings me such a good feeling, you know, because that was a special night, a special concert, a memorable night for me and for all the 16,000 people who was there. The concert happened in one of the biggest Brazilian stadiums. And the concert happened one day after the terrorist attacks in French. I think you remember that. And we didn't know that was, in fact, the concert, the set list, and uh, how the band was performed that concert that night. And we were right, because the concert started with three beautiful and deep songs Long Road of the Girl and then Eddie made a speech to introduce Loveboat Captain and that speech they told us something about that concert was opportunity to to gather face it all the sadness the world was passing through and using the power of the music, using the power of the band and the connection, the band and the crowd. It was really, really deep and beautiful. As human beings, we were all disappointed, sad with what happened in French, you know. And they used the power of the music to celebrate life. And we gave a we gave a beautiful and memorable night. All the emotions together, happiness, sadness, uh, reflection. I think that was a perfect and complete night. The set list was perfect and I would like to, to share three main moments with you guys. Before they played Lightning Boat, Ed told us that was a beautiful day. The sky was, the sky was clear. The weather was good, and that was the first day like this since they arrived in Sao Paulo. As soon as the band started to play, a windstorm began, really, really strong winds. I was three or four rows from the stage, but it was really close. And during the song, I noticed that the metal structure, the one stays above the stage, and some sound bounces in the background were shaking a lot. Oh my god, the concert was so loaded and we couldn't feel the wind on us and we didn't know if that was a sort of special effect, you know, for that song or if there was the nature listening to us because exactly in Lightning Boat, um, when storm began, it was interesting, that was the first sign of that that night was really special, and when the music was over, 
any kind of look at the sky and say someone is listening to us and Eddie had to warn us that he could cancel the show or stop the show if it gets worse. Fortunately, nothing happened. So the second moment I'd like to tell those guys was when it really started to rain because it was a special moment and really, really seemed to someone in the sky was watching the concert because it started to ring exactly at the final chorus of Bear Man. You know, when the music comes so emotional, so strong and so perfect to release your emotion, release your emotions, release whatever you have inside of you or in case of the sky, the ring, you know. It wasn't a slow ring as usual. It was a little storm, like if they were seeing the chorus along with that 16,000 people. It was gorgeous. The nature proving how memorable that night was. And I think the band was feeling that too. Because after Yellow Edge Better, they start to left the stage and suddenly they quit. They quit to leave, to left the stage, grab the instruments, and they played another song. The last one it was all along the watchtower. The lights were on. The crowd was left the station when we began to listen the the first charts, and the guys were really really happy to be able to play. A concert for many people. That night, with all this circumstance, we already told here. And they gave us a memorable night. I really had that moment, that night, that concert in my heart. And I'm really thankful to talking about that night. So thank you again, Victor, for setting everything up and, and uh, voting for this episode because I, I, I don't think that we could have picked a better one just, just looking at set lists and, and even listening to the shows. It's all about the experiences and it's all about being there. And, and look, I think we're in for a nice little ride today because not only do we have the insane you know crowd and the weather situations, but we have everything that happened in Paris the day before transpired. So it, it, it kind of, it kind of, it kind of brought in a different energy. Like, you know, th there was kind of this, this idea of togetherness where, you know, everybody felt like they were in it for one common goal where, you know, they feel like they contribute songs right to it. And it's kind of tailoring the set to almost be a memorial for what was going on in the world. Yeah. I mean, it's, it definitely elevates the performance. It seems like they're always in and around these these events, and they they knew those guys obviously, like Queens of the Stone Age playing at PJ Twenty. Mm -hmm. I think the, there there was even a a split seven inch. I think that that they did Pearl Jam covered an Eagles Death Metal song. Was that in response to this? That might have been after this. I think it that was came out. Yeah, yeah I, I know I have I that record. Was. Yeah, that they they covered Eagles Death Metal song, and yeah, like. I mean, it, yeah, it just adds another layer, like you mentioned, like, and especially it, you know, being at a concert, like, you know, it's one of those things where you never know. And like, mm -hmm. it, it just kind of, 
it just kind of elevates elevates the performance and elevates the whole thing. It just and like like Victor said, he gave us he gave us his three moments and like where it just kind of transcends the the venue and the thing like the whole thing becomes kind of magical you know yeah yeah everybody's really they they know what just happened and everybody's kind of looking out for one another and really you can call 60,000 strangers family at this point because you you just want everybody to be safe and and you know the worst things that are on your mind and this is trying to take something incredibly horrible off your mind but um you know they they use their power for good and like they always do so um i i think that like it's a perfect segue to just jump right in um first of all everybody is donning something whether it's ed wearing the peace sign shirt matt's drum kit having a sharpied eiffel tower on it uh jeff's shirt says unfuck the world um mike's wearing a bad motorfinger shirt but that that that's okay um uh everybody seems to be doing something in tribute to what's just transpired less than 24 hours yeah you know they and you know ha- having gone through it 15 years earlier they they in a different different context obviously but having you know gotten through tragedy i'm sure they reached out to those guys and were in touch with them immediately yeah. like you know here here we are you know if you need us you know it's and yeah it's it's a perfect opening song it is and i think like i mentioned before a lot of these songs are tailored to that it becomes incredibly impactful you feel it in their performance it kind of it elevates it when ed's doing that when he like gets his voice really high sort of in that middle part you can feel just in his soul he wanted to put everything into this and I think the response back from the crowd was just everybody feeling like there is one and, you know, like we're all safe tonight if we're here in it for each other in it together. Like it, it was an absolute beautiful moment to start yeah, the show. This, this version absolutely soars and it's, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. I think it was one of the shows where Long Road opened up and it was a really like triumphant version. Like, you know, sometimes Long Road can be kind of sparse and be kind of like, 
a little more morose and a little you know a little more plugging away at but this one absolutely lifted him up and yeah it's one of those things where like the, the crowd and the band become one and it's that's they just take off from there yeah cathartic like nothing yeah. everything here to start the show you can you know where this is going you know the kind of songs that they're going to play on this night you know the the speeches that ed's going to give give at some point like this is this is going to be special in in one way or another and and i think from from long road on anybody that had to have been in that crowd would have been like oh we're in for something they're probably expecting a long road opener oh yeah they're in for something uh, second song we get in is of the girl and I don't want to spend too much time on of the girl. I know a lot of people love of the girl as do we, uh, but look, the story here is really what comes after of the girl. It's one of the pinnacle performances of the night in my eyes after the performance of, of the girl, Ed speaks in Portuguese and it kind of translates to, uh, you know, I, I was reading something that, that translated to, and, and Ed will mention throughout the show that he does not speak very good Portuguese. He said, it sounds like shit coming out of my mouth and goes into this whole thing. Um, but he, tra- it translates to, it's good to be around people in Sao Paulo and love go out to the people in Paris right now. There's a lot of healing to do together. And that goes into an unbelievably emotional version of Love Boat Captain. Is it just another day? Is that forgotten place? First comes love and then comes pain. Let the games begin Questions arise and answers fall Insurmountable Lord, poor captain Take the reins and steer us towards the fear like this once again just makes you feel like you're part of the community coming together to lift one another up you see signs that are in the crowd that say all you need is love taken from uh you know the the famous line from uh the beatles song and just they change the lyrics to lost friends will never know oh just a little while ago today like oh my god your heart 
just sinks when you hear that. It's so powerful. And then at the end, Ed's voice gets isolated, and they're chanting back and forth together. And I, oh, I was just in a puddle. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is kind of this is going to become their their go to song for for moments like this, and it's it's almost a shame because if they can pull out a performance like this, I mean, this is a song that should be played every night. If, if it can if it can get this kind of kind of emotion behind it, it's almost a shame that that it has to it has to take something like that to, to pull it out. But yeah, this is this is a song that they always go back to in times like this. Whenever you know, it's it's like it's always there when they need it. And they can they can pull it out, and it it goes back to that that Roskilde, and you know we we we've, we've done so many shows where oh here's here's Love Boat Captain. You know, and here's here's these lyrics changed to to meaningless, and it and I, I don't I don't say that to you know to make it sound trite or anything. It it absolutely is powerful in these moments, and it's it's the perfect song for this moment. And yeah, to come after come after a long road and another girl, like yeah, it's it's one of those things where yeah, every everyone is is probably crying or shedding a tear at this point like how can you not with with this performance yeah the and the, uh, the back and forth with the love and everything it's perfect change gears here and you know you get they know what they're doing like this is so smart of them to do something like this you go from love boat captain into do the evolution and you know like okay something emotional and powerful is going to happen we're we're going to have a moment with the crowd and now we need to keep that connection to the crowd but we want to energize them we want to lift their spirits up so what's the best way to go about it use the number one song in the rotation that works for this venue and 100% that is due the evolution like we just said the crowd erupts when they hear this how many times are they doing the whoa whoa oh whoa whoa oh or even in the beginning, whoa, 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 the whole thing, the crowd participation's at, like, a 50. Like, it's so high level, and even, I don't want to compare it to places in Europe or places in the States that, you know, can match that energy, but when you have 60, 70,000 people right in front of you, it's in- incredibly difficult to match that.
these are the definitive versions like that we we talk about it every time to the evolution like oh the this is the part where the crowd does the south american thing mm-hmm. and right uh, I, I, this was it was fantastic i can only imagine yeah what it was like and like you said coming off of uh of a couple of lesser known songs of the girl lobo captain this is yeah this is perfect placement and i i thought it was funny too i've never i've never seen this before but uh matt and jeff giving each other communion during the, the Halloween part, did you notice that they kind of like no, I didn't put, put a little something in their mouth and then like cross themselves and do a little thing. Oh, uh, that was a, a nice. Touch. I have seen that before. I saw that in Memphis. It, like I hmm. didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, it was it was actually Mike and Jeff that were doing it. Yeah, yeah, Mike and Jeff. Yeah, Dustin, yeah, yeah, Adam yeah. And Mike. Yeah, I, and I didn't realize what they were doing because I don't know anything about Catholicism. Right, so right. I thought they were just like spitting out their gum and and. To get back in each other's mouths. Now we're gonna have to research and figure out when that started. Oh my god, yeah. I would have to think like, look, Rio, that's you know, the the massive statue uh-huh. of Jesus in there, like, yeah, maybe it did start down there. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Like that, that but that, that's such a and very odd and very you have to have such a keen eye to catch that for sure. It's especially like in that in that moment, like every when you're in the crowd, I think everybody's arms go up and you kind of close your eyes and maybe do like pretend like you're swaying or praying a little bit, and you're not paying attention to what the bassist is doing. If anything, the spotlight is right on Ed. So or even on Stone doing his his high his falsetto thing there, the Hallelujah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good catch by you. So I, I I don't know if anybody else has caught that before. If you have, write into us, let us know. But yeah, that's that's that that is crazy. One of the most pivotal songs in South America, in Brazil. Uh, you can't get much better than this. So you know these two songs played back to back, but really you get a massive stretch here of seven in a row. And you add the next five. It's Hell, Hell, Why Go, Get Away, Mind Your Manners, and Deep. And really, they're all just bangers. The crowd is on fire for a lot of these. Why Go, Good Call and Response, Hell, Hell, Everybody's Into Hell, Hell. Um, Even, like, Get Away, actually, you know, I think the crowd is really up for Get Away, which is kind of crazy because it's not one they play a lot. So, you know... um, some of these and, and getaway especially like it gets off to a little bit of a of a tough start uh minor manner sounds a little weird it's down tuned and it just ha- it, it's you know it's not the way that we're used to hearing it but i think i think i have a theory about that that's probably ed saving his voice very early and just trying to save it for later that's yeah they guess. knew this was going to be a long one yeah definitely right right this is a three plus hour show like if, if we if we sacrifice mind your manners for a better man or something later yeah let, let let's do that that's that's totally fine but uh yeah good section what'd you think of it yeah i loved it uh jeff especially stood out to me on hail hail and why go it seemed like he was in the zone like just nailing he was doing that thing where he really leans over and and really is feeling it like uh, just i loved watching him play on these but yeah we, i mean how many times we talk about it too with with uh with album picking like look at this long road then of the girl binaural riot act yield no code 10 lightning bolt like perfect you know spacing at the beginning like give give a taste of each album right at the beginning like we we talk about that so many times and like they 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 do that so well 
Yeah, and and when you look at this on paper afterwards, there's I think uh, seven, ten songs on this, which is 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 not a surprise. You know, you're you're gonna play the most popular album, uh, but yeah, I think like you said, spacing is the most important aspect of it. Is just making sure that you know uh, why go is further away from alive and mm. and uh, it's like waves, man. It's it's like riding right. a wave. You gotta oh, you gotta sure. build it up and then it's gonna crest and then you gotta build it up again. Like they're mm-hmm. so good at that. Absolutely, yeah. Especially in these I, massive crowds, right? And and deep deep is another one they don't play very often nowadays. So like that one, I don't know if they've even played it in Brazil before. Right, so and they it had a kind of a, the quiet static. part in that. It got it came really nice. And it was really nice. Yeah, like I, I not a fan of late era deep usually, but this was cool. Yeah, really blistering section here and. Yeah, I was, I, I was, I'm a fan. Like, I'm on board. I love when they just go on these stretches and just go nonstop and go balls to the walls. And, and this was it. Like, hey, when you're doing three-hour shows, you have to have a couple of these. And they, they nailed it here. Um, especially because we're getting to the point in the middle of the set where they're not going to be able to have that opportunity. Hang on to that thought. And... After Deep wants to see the lights, wants to see the crowd, and this is where he says can't speak Portuguese because it sounds like pieces of shit falling out of his mouth, and uh, that's why he brushes his teeth a lot down there. So if the entire and then you know goes on to mention that if the entire band went into the crowd to shake their hands, it would probably take a few years for them to complete the job, which is uh, is is fairly accurate because you know that Ed would be making small talk with people and they would probably uh, just put together shanty towns and just, just hang for a bit. So uh, we, we might never get them back, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, and they might never want to come back. I mean, the, the weather's nice down there. The people are not like, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and it really, it doesn't stop. You would think that this would be the good moment to give you like a nothing man or, or an elderly woman kind of sing along and they're like nope we're just we're gonna go into corduroy just fuck you up again like Ooh, you know yeah you, we're, we're, did you want to give your voice a break did you did you want to do that because we weren't interested in giving you that option because corduroy you're forced by law in brazil to sing along with us here this is yeah this is the crest of that next wave after after do the evolution this is the next one and yeah it's it was great you know we talk about how that the new version always always trips up the crowd but it's kind of become a cool thing so i was yeah it was great when the when they when they went into the little jammy part in the middle but the crowd kept singing along it kind of made a cool moment i I thought it was nice i wonder if that was one of the early versions that they did down there of, of that call mm-hmm. and response because right. they really uh, in the states they really started doing it in 2013. I actually don't know this because those 2013 shows down Brazil and uh, uh, Chile and Argentina, I think those were I like I don't know for sure if those corduroys were played this way. I don't know if they tried it there. And it worked really well, and then they brought it back up for uh, for the London, Ontario, and uh, and Wrigley shows. I'm yeah, not they sure were about they were that. a few months before they were they were in the spring instead of the summer. So maybe they, that was something they worked on over the summer, maybe after. But yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to go back and check that out. Right. Yeah. So, but look, it um, you know, Ed, Ed kind of does his like his boundary test here, like 
you know, how far the crowd is willing to follow him. And, you know, I, I think I think he's kind of modest with this version. Sometimes he's doing the whoa and he's trying to take it in like so many different directions where, you know, from Michael Jackson ripoffs to to whatever he can do. I, I think this was sort of modest in that aspect. Yeah, it, it it didn't seem as epic as as some of them would later, but yeah, it was it was definitely a, a feeling out. Like he was he was definitely trying some stuff out on it. It was cool to listen to. You, you know, there was a missed opportunity in this song too that I wanted to point out. There was no elaboration on the peace line. Yeah, that's right. He just did can't buy what I want because it's free. Like that's that's it. He did, doesn't do the peace man. Like. You would think that a show like this, and maybe it's just he's he's getting caught up and he's just in the yeah, moment. Yeah. But like a show like this that has all these, you know, that's big, basically everything outside of the show is bigger. You would think that a moment like that, you know, everybody would just stick up, stick up the peace sign and and be a part of that moment. But it didn't happen, and that's all right because we did not lack for any moments and. We're, we're about to get to them. So, Lightning Bolt. The song that is basically the curse of their career. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It, it really is. They, they said it at Wrigley. They were like, we wrote the fucking song, we did the album, and then the first show that we do after, it freaking it frickin storms. And we basically, we have to postpone for three hours. Like it's it's one of these songs we talk about the curse with the live is 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 this song cursed too like just in a different fashion oh definitely 100 (laughs) percent. yeah it's it's okay so you know we mentioned before that there were some weather conditions and this is really all where this starts uh it starts raining and ed i think in the beginning when they're, you know, kind of doing the riff, Ed's kind of saying, what what was in the sky last night? Glad that's cleared up. This was last night in Sao Paulo. This is what was in the sky last night. And I'm glad it's cleared up. He jinxed it. He, he, he jinxed it because it freaking poured. And the wind is flying around all over the place. And you see people, there are people on, like, the left side I don't know if that's people running for the exit or running for cover or if that's people in the crew trying to, it looked like a lot of people. It didn't look like just mm-hmm. a crew trying to scramble, but the crew crew does get on stage to try to wrap things up. And, and like, there's a lot going on during this song. Yeah. Those monitors and everything are exposed. So yeah, you can see that when they come back, they, they've got them all covered up, but yeah, like they've got a whole, army of people that spring into action as soon as anything like this happens and yeah it's it was insane yeah the, of course during the song like uh, yeah it wouldn't be any, it wouldn't be any other one it's so fucked it's so fucked yeah I, I, you know the, the 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 visual of the backdrop just flapping in the wind like a flag you know uh, in in a hurricane basically uh, it's like just get the worst luck sometimes yeah yeah and uh all right so this is this is this is a this is a good moment here so ed you know after the song ends and of course it has to be lightning bolt and not like a i don't know like 
what's a non-ironic song for that to happen during like uh freaking porch or something then the next album's gonna be all songs about sunny days and like (laughs) beautiful days in the park and like yeah Ed is addressing the crowd, ask everybody if they're okay, and, and you see the crew rushing out on stage to take care of everything. And Ed rightfully so blames himself and says if they have to. And, and I don't mean that as like the rain's his fault or, or what's going on is his fault. I, I just mean the idea that, you know, playing the song Lightning Bolt in the set where they had to and writing the song to begin with and creating an album off of it uh, that is, that's all his fault. But, uh, Ed, Ed kind of mentions here. He says, if we have to stop, if there's some safety concerns, cause obviously that's number one on their mind right now, we'll stop, we'll take a break. And it's kind of amazing. Cause you know, they, they call an audible. They want to make sure the equipment's okay. And, you know, this this is the perfect audible to do because everybody kind of leaves the stage from from Matt to, to Stone to Jeff to, to Mike. They all leave the stage. Ed grabs his acoustic and just goes right in and kicks right into to Elmo. I see My favorite moment in this is when, you know, when he's about to get to the the hello part, and you see the oh. kind of look on his face, like he he kind of does a little smile, like he knows what's coming, and he just uh-huh. can't wait for that moment. Like you just you, it's just the pure joy on his face was was amazing to see. Like you know that was that was cool for him, and he he was waiting for it the whole time. He kind of he kind of I don't know if you noticed, but he steps back from the mic a little bit, yeah, yeah, to let them and their voices and maybe this is for the bootleg a little bit too to let them be heard a little bit more in this and that's such a smart thing for him to do that you know like just take it taking it all in and you just you just know this is one of those songs and this is completely improv completely inaudible not on the set list at all this was supposed to go right from lightning bolt to even flow setting forth gets cut from the set because of this you know it's one of those things i don't know if you listen to uh I, john i know you don't have serious but i'm speaking to the people here uh the uh ed's interview he was on on serious radio a few weeks ago he was asked um like his favorite show moments and he's like well 
the times where you have to adjust and you don't see things coming, those make for the most beautiful moments. And this is exactly what we get here. You know, like, you take a song that everybody knows the lyrics to and everybody's going to scream at the top of their lungs and sing in beautiful harmony. And and it just works in the most amazing way as possible. Oh, and yeah, you just want to, you just want to let it wash over you. Like, you just, you want it to last as long as possible. Yep, absolutely. So, thankfully... You know, the, it, it settles down a little bit, and uh, we get a very powerful moment, but, uh, you know, there's some feeling of security now, and uh, the situation ultimately ends up uh, to be safe, and the band feels comfortable to come back on stage. So, uh, Ed, what does he get to say to go into Evenflow? Come on, Maggie, fix this We get back, and this is, this is uh, the next ride in the wave right here. Yeah, definitely, and it, it's it's a little awkward. I think there's a little awkward transition at the beginning, but they they fix it right away. And this is this is the let let McCready loose, like let him let him off the leash, let him out of the cage. He's he's been waiting, and these these next these next three songs here, he just absolutely destroys. It's the part of just turning your lemons into, into lemonade, and, and just you know everything being in a delicious little package. Like it's it's perfect. And you know for sure that the Brazilian crowds don't take this breaks. Like this is this is going to be one. You know they they give it back to them. Like okay, we know that you guys are going to give us one of the best crowds for this song that you'll ever see. So we're gonna we're gonna kill it for you. They're always they never go into another song and just cleanly transition after even from from like 2000 on. It's always let's take a break. Let's sit. Let's thank McCready for being who he is. Let's thank Matt Cameron for being who he is, and just appreciate the fact that we have the amazing ability and talent to be on this stage and do what we do. Oh, yeah, and, and Mike, amazing. Mike couldn't wait to get out in the crowd as during that solo. Oh, yeah. he, was, uh, he was going behind the back. He, that's right. He took off and it was was out there immediately, almost. Yep, you uh, you beat beat me to my sentence because i was getting way too much into just the song but you're you're right just that's got to be especially after the rain and all that mccready going into the crowd just another moment to make people feel like all right the band is with us the band is safe and secure just another great moment uh that ties into all that for sure so you mentioned like these you know three songs so you're saying after even flow you know you get come back and swallowed whole which aren't really like the post even flow kind of songs to me, especially come back. Um, but come back absolutely fits the identity of the show and, and sort of, you know, what, what they were trying to emote during this. And I think this was definitely a fantastic version of the song. Yeah. When it, when they started it, I was like, wait, what? Like you're going to do this now. It's like on paper, it seems like it wouldn't work, but right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really nice. And this is a song that I've definitely come around on in the last few years. Like when I, I think when the album first came out, I was like, I don't really know if that's going to be one of my favorites, but ever since I got, ever since probably 2013, 2014, it's be, it's become one of the highlights for me. Like I absolutely love the song and, and it's, it's kind of this it does kind of like lopes along at the beginning but but yeah when when McCready comes in on that solo he he absolutely is on fire whether it's you know 
leftover even flow, but he just takes it to another level. This is this is one of his best comeback solos, I think, that we've heard. Uh, it, it was it was it was tremendous, yeah. And I I'm kind of the same. I, I was late to the game on this song too. I think what happened for me was um, I just it's deep in avocado on an album that I really like the early songs on. And like this, an inside job. It didn't really take me until later to really like be wow. These are magnificent songs and magnificent display of song of songwriting ability. And um, I think it really wasn't until Wrigley uh, that that little preset before, like we mentioned before, before the rain started. They they, they played it there, and, I, and and just listening and hearing the dedication that they did before that. And um, I, I think at that moment, I'm like. And everybody's saying, oh, we're wishing out the day. Like, everybody's just in it with them and, and singing along. And it's one of those, you know, feeding off the crowd and feeling together with it moments. And, I, like, from that point on, I, I was sold on this song. Absolutely. Yeah, and Swallowed Whole, too. Like, it's not one that you normally think of as being a, a highlight. But, yeah, it's 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 okay. But, oh, yeah, when, when McCready comes in, it's... He absolutely, both, all these three songs, he, he just elevates it to another level. I'm not a huge fan of Swallowed Hole at, at all. I, it's just not one that really sticks with me. I, you know, if I hear it in other spots, I'm just kind of like, okay, it is what it is. McCready does slay it. Like, he kills the solo. It's fantastic. But I was just kind of, you know, whenever I do hear the version, sometimes I'm just, I'm sort of taken out. But that's not, that that's a me thing and not a song thing. Yeah, it's, it's it's almost never had a chance. Like it's never really been played enough to kind of become a moment song. Like what's it been played like right. less than tw- twenty times or something? This this was the twelfth of fifteen. So yeah, yeah. right right yeah. there. And it seems like they've 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 kind of fallen out of favor with it. It's kind of been been dropped. So we'll see what happens with it. But yeah, I mean if if it if it sticks in this spot like after even flow if if mccready can let loose like yeah that it can become a it can become a a highlight live song if they if they stick with it yeah those those deep later album cuts you know and you get two of them back to back here which is kind of incredible that like the two of the three later albums with songs really that are back catalog songs are are back to back like this that's uh that's pretty impressive for them to pull out in front of sixty thousand people and make work like I, I give them a whole hell of a lot of credit for that. It, it's a segue into your final four songs in the set, which are some, your, I mean, <laughs> four of four of your top 10 most popular songs that you have. And like raucous fan reaction songs, like all of these are, in automatically in your set list every time you do a show in Brazil, one hundred percent has to be every single time. Oh my god! Like this one, I mean, one, two, three, four, punch to end the set. Like <laughs> to end the set. Talk about talk about destroying a crowd. Like we always talk about how Stone that that part where he comes out and says, "Let's just destroy these people." Like I always call this the Stone section when when they play yep. these the hits back to back like this, and you almost never get four in a row like this at the end. So yeah, the this they are trying to to destroy this crowd yep so we go given a fly jeremy better man rearview mirror and like after this you have to be like they're they're done right they they got 
they can do a live and lead better and that's it. Like they don't have to do anything else. Right. Like you got some, you got some deep album stuff. And of course, no, they're going to do a lot more. They did a three hour damn show. Like, of course more, but like from a standpoint of what more could they do? How much would like you're, you're like, they, they hit just about everything. It feels it felt like it, you know, and again with a crowd of sixty thousand, seventy thousand people, the you know, you, I'm sure they weren't sure how how those songs would would translate. But yeah, could have could have used something rare. But hey, you know, you they're they're in the moment. You're you're doing what you do. You want to play to the crowd. So it's almost like like a festival type set at this point. Yeah, and you know, during Jeremy, especially the whoa. That reminded me of a quote that Ed had said. It might have been on the Bill Simmons podcast. Can't remember exactly. But he says, sometimes when you're looking out there and looking out into the crowd and they're singing at the loudest capacity, you're just looking out and you're seeing the sound waves. And that's all you're seeing. Like, what an amazing thing to just picture. Just being up on on stage and not even be able to look at people's faces because they're singing so loud. yeah it's it's a it's got to be a transcendent moment it's got almost probably like an out-of-body experience right right like I, I don't know if anywhere in america can can match that in, in the united states like you know you'd have to you'd have to really put all the right people in, in the right place at the right moment to, to make that happen, you know? It's so yeah, I think hard. there have been a couple of Seattle shows throughout the years that have come close, but right. that you could maybe put in the same category. You talk about that at the end of the tour in 2000 and then 2000, 2003, there's been a couple. But, yeah, this is this is a special, special thing that, that these shows have. And during this time also, when the songs are being played, the rain is coming down and it looks like freaking bullets coming out of the sky. <laughs> I kid you not. Like yeah, they look like better man, especially right. Better man. You just see the bullets come out of the sky and you see a massive rush of people go to the side to take cover. Like it just, you know, it has to be this incredible feeling. You, you, we, I've, I've been in, in, in concerts where it's rained before and feeling like I've been miserable at concerts where it's raining and I felt like I, I've been on top of the world and not cared that I'm in the most miserable weather conditions possible. Like at this moment when better man's being played and they're just roaring into it. And it's such a fantastic version. I can imagine being in the crowd and not, not caring what the conditions are and just letting that rain pour down your neck and, and feel it and let it be part of the song you know let it be part of the performance absolutely absolutely yeah it 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 becomes another part of part of the show there's the band the crowd and the weather and look another aspect to this you know to make this version just completely memorable better man gets the six jump treatment from ed (laughs) and what i'm talking about here at the end bam bam like it doesn't it's it's so good you gotta you gotta play it over that and (laughs) oh oh yeah Yeah, yeah. (laughs) i don't think it'll match but i'll find a way 
Um, and of course, you know, the fireflies are out, you know, what it, whether it be lighters or, or that, that can stay dry or, or phones that, that people are keeping secure. Uh, we do get fireflies and, you know, the, the little teaser of rear view mirror intro before breaking into the song where, and the rain is still coming down and it just, the energy is still up there. You hear the crowd and they're just enhancing the performance. Oh, underrated chant to me. Love that just as much as as the evolution chant. Um, but the bridge, they just they just freaking rip into this bridge, and it's just got speed, a little extra stone flare with some delay sounds. Matt's keeping in a furious pace, like it's it's you know. And then Jeff bites down on on the bass there, like getting that uh, that transition, and it's total power drive into the end. Perfect version. Oh yeah, Jeff was was the one that stood out for me. He's doing eighth notes the whole time, never mm-hmm. lets up. Like a lot of times, he'll go into something a little more melodic, or he'll he'll you know just kind of hold it down while the while the rest of them do their spacey thing. But he was all he was all downstrokes on this one, eighth notes the whole way through. You yeah, have, you have Ed dancing doing his whole thing. Uh, Matt, when Matt comes in, it, oh my God, it's it's perfect. This is this is an intense version. Yes, and um, and that takes you to an encore break, and it was so intense that I think we need to take our own semi little encore break here and just talk to our uh, our audience real quick and, about uh, mattresses. Us- We're gonna do ads now. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> Uh, you can start. Uh, I was thinking. I was thinking a blue pill. What do you think, <laughs> right. Blue Chew? Right, right. <laughs> uh, actually, no. If 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 you want to give us an ad to use, head on <laughs> over to our Patreon page, our our Facebook page, or I couldn't resist. Email us. Yeah, I. I we we bit we bit down hard. Um, no, but we we actually we want to uh, we want to keep sharing this because it's still the month of September and uh, we want to do as much as we can to fundraise for RunFreely.org. And uh, if you remember earlier in the month, we had Kenny Main uh, from Sports Center on the show, and he was very passionate about uh, this uh, this organization that he's run for um, creating knee braces for that he used for himself and he used for army veterans that had severe ligament damage that almost for people that needed to have their leg amputated and this has saved their lives yeah it allows them to to walk without pain and yeah it's an amazing thing and it's it's great that they've been able to transition and to use it for these veterans and yeah his foundation the runfreely.org they they raise money to to get more of them out there and to to get as many they can and help as many people as they can so we're we're happy to help out a little bit that we can this month absolutely so if you want to help us out we're going to try to help them out as much as we can and if you want to help us out you can do it through us by going to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash live on four legs, or download the Patreon app. And because that is not an app that's banned by uh, U.S. federal government, by the way, um, you can download the Patreon app still, and you can look for us on the app, and we're there. Uh, 
it's up to you. Like if you want to join for September, give us a donation for September, $1, $5, $10. We only have two tiers. We do the one and $5 tiers, but it's up to you how much you want to donate for either the month or you can donate and you know, you can continue donating for, uh, the, the duration if you wish to. Um, we have a lot of stuff going on there, which if you you're interested in the show and you like our episodes, I think you'll really enjoy the stuff that we do. Yeah, we've got uh, another set list draft coming out soon. We just did uh, an evolution episode about Rearview Mirror where we talked about the whole history of the song and kind of broke down how it's changed over the years. A good South American version in that for sure. Absolutely. We got we got our bridge school series. We're doing one bridge school show a month over there and maybe and something special going on in October maybe. 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 You're just so going to have to stay tuned. Now would be a good time to jump in. Now would be absolutely a great time to jump in. And look, you know, we do things for the patrons and the people, not just patrons, but the people that are really active in, you know, sharing thoughts and ideas with us as well. Uh, You know, we do things like we want to put together uh, forums on Zoom for everybody to get together and just talk about either their favorite Pearl Jam moments or shows. We'll send out a bootleg to all of our patrons every month as a thank you to them. And uh, for something that we're going to do later on in in the year uh, so we can get everybody's voices and opinions into the show because this is not just our show. It's your show as well. Uh, So if that if that kind of stuff interests you. Head on over. I think you guys will really enjoy it if you're massive, massive Pearl Jam fans. Uh, look, it's as as low as a dollar. I think, you know, I know while everybody is kind of hurting for, for funds right now and, and that whole thing, it's very tough. But um, if you have a dollar to spare per month and you want to be a part of this, like we're forever – in forever grateful to you guys and we're just looking to give as much back as as uh, you give to us and also adding to that i just want to thank two people from patreon uh one new patron gabby mockenhopped thank you for joining patreon and one current patron that has increased his donation to help out uh for runfreely.org thank you drew vipon thank you so much to both of you for all that you've contributed Again, patreon.com slash live on four legs and all of that for the month of September goes into runfreely.org. So back to the rock and roll. Ed, you know, mentions safety because the rain is continuing to fall and mentions that the next song is the third that they wrote in the band together. And of course, if you know the mama song, that that's footsteps. And uh, we co- covered a completely different song than the one we're hearing in this version on our episode last week from Lisbon. Uh, There's harmonica in this. It's more of an arena friendly vibe. It's in that cool down spot that it's really evolved into uh, in their later years. Like I, I I like footsteps in just about every different incarnation. Um, And I think that this was great in, in the spot. Yeah. It's, it was a little moody. It had a little bit of the, uh, kind of a intense kind of vibe to it. I thought it was really great. Yeah. And it, it does kind of like the same, we talked about long road at the beginning, like sometimes it can be kind of, kind of morose and kind of down, but this one felt like it was kind of soaring and had, had a little more of a, uh, of an intensity to it. I thought it was great. Yeah. And, and it's, it's kind of set in the mood for a couple very emotional songs that will follow. And, um, you know, that's, that's this back to back, 
belly to belly, just, you know, home run hitting versions of imagining sirens. Uh, like you go back to, you know, you, you kind of got away from that emotional stuff before, uh, from the early part of the set where they did love boat captain and long road. And now we're back to this and we're back to being reminded of, you know, of the unfortunate events that happened less than 24 hours beforehand. And Ed's reading Portuguese off a piece of paper. He's kind of uncomfortable speaking the language and, it seems like he gets through it okay, but it's a pretty long speech. But it's just an emotionally charged two songs. Imagine is fantastic. The fireflies are out again. The crowd is just firing back with all its enthusiasm. And uh, it's, again, just a tribute to everything that was going on in Paris. And, and I, I would think just another moment where the crowd could feel together absolutely and i think they at one point in imagine they cut to mike and i don't even think he's playing but he's he's kind of singing along uh to to the lyrics and you can just see the look on his face like he's he's absolutely thinking about all the stuff that that's going on and he's absolutely you know in in the moment you know for himself and you know if if he can sit there and do that you know the crowd was into it and yeah it was a great moment every you know 60,000 lights in the in the crowd it was absolutely special and i'm i'm glad this moment came up because and i'm, I'm glad I, I was able to to stumble upon this this information um when we're recording this episode this is you know within 24 hours of uh the untimely passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and um you know at, at the Supreme Court on Friday night, they held a memorial uh, for her, and you know, thousands of people came by with flowers and you know, candles, and um, it was a moment that you don't see very often in this country—a moment of togetherness and, and people feeling united. And in that moment, they were singing this song. I can't think of a more perfect way to establish the identity of, of wanting peace on earth and wanting equality and wanting everybody to feel safe than this. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just wanted to give that a moment and just let that sit yeah. for a minute. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's it's a song that's that's timeless. You know, you think about it. You know, goes back to 1970 or whatever, and yeah, more relevant now than ever. It, it really is. It really is. And another one that you have to be thinking is on their minds at this moment, and uh, and will absolutely be brought back in uh, the not so distant, hopefully not so distant future. So, um, you hear in the background. Uh, Ed saying to the band, he's going to go, let's do sirens. Let's do sirens. And it's weird. Sirens is on the set, but I, I, I wonder if one of the sets just, they had a flex there. I wonder if that, because I was looking at a set and it, it looked to be marked. So huh. I wonder if they had a flex spot and, and maybe it was sirens slash something else, because you wouldn't usually in a normal situation, get sirens into whipping into I am mine. That doesn't sound like a very normal combination right there. Yeah, it's another thing on, on paper where you're like, that's not going to work. 
but right. uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it it was kind of funny. I think I think after like you mentioned a great version of Sirens, um, Ed comes on and goes, "Oh, we'll do one more quiet one before before they just rip into <laughs> whipping." Right, of course, tongue in cheek, but you know, um, I, I just want to you know not bury the lead on Sirens because this is a, a fantastic rendition of it. Um, this is it's more it's lighter. It reminds me of kind of the Fenway version I think they played in 2016 where it sounds like it's it's tuned up instead of tuned down and it doesn't have that that buzz from Stone's guitar where it feels kind of feels like it's almost like a ringing siren it doesn't have that ring to it it feels Hmm. smooth it has that almost sort of smooth emotive to it yeah and they I don't think they did the little sirens reprise that they were doing uh, in 2013 and 2014 after this one where he kind of takes the acoustic and and does a little bit, repeats the chorus I a little bit. I thought they were doing it occasionally, but no, you might not, yeah, you might be right. Yeah. Because 2016, I do remember that at that, that same Fenway show in 2016, but maybe maybe that's clogging my memory and, and, uh-huh. uh, and me thinking that they did it throughout but I always look for the I always look for the the switch guitars the the, the moment where the yeah. the guy runs out and switches the McCready guitar and it, yeah he didn't have the double neck but it was it was still a great you know great emotional solo still absolutely absolutely the crowd at the end does their part perfectly going back and forth just you know very similar to what they were doing on Love Boat Captain and uh, you're you're just making moments that's uh, you know memories and uh, long-lasting ones as well um you kind of you kind of don't forget something like paris right you know it's uh, there, there are very few things that that people will change their facebook photo for and in unison all do it at the same moment and uh you just remember everybody changing their their facebook photo to the the french flag or or an icon of 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 the flag and you know a tribute to them so uh, well especially anything with music like and music is supposed to be oh, the refuge it's supposed to be you know it's supposed to be the the release the escape you know and for mm-hmm. when things happen and related to music and concerts it's it's you go you know talk about las vegas too like it's always it's always extra it, it, it hurts a little more you know Right. Emotional versions of Imagine Sirens. Then you get bad boys that get spanked with whipping uh, and you rip right through it. But but I am mine follows afterwards. That's that's like you said, interesting choice. You know, in most cases, you would think it would be reversed because blood is going to finish out the set with porch. So wouldn't it make sense to just go full on out until the end? On the other hand, playing devil's advocate. I think doing the three songs in a row, I and mine, I think that's a little bit too much of that. I think you did need to split that up. So maybe not like the greatest. They probably wanted to get all those songs in and find a way to do it, but maybe not the best way to go about it. But um, it could it could have been better. It could have been worse. I will put it that way. Yeah, it's. It, and I think I am mine is is unique here because it's another one that it's. It's one of those go-to tragedy songs, like Lobo Captain. Yes. Like, it's it's one of those songs that that evokes a lot of memories for them, and seems fitting in, in times like this. But it seemed like a lot of times it can be it can be really sparse and it can be really, you know, soaring and 
but this one I thought was kind of chaotic. Like they played it a it little bit punky. faster. Yeah, like it almost yeah. it almost fit in. It was like it almost fit in between whipping and blood. Like a little bit of that rubbed off on it a little bit, maybe. Yeah, that might have been, and maybe that that's them saying, you know, okay, we want to play. I mind if it's going to fit between whipping and blood, which are just the the scorchers then all right we we got to make it work we can't we can't take the crowd out of it before we go into blood so that that's that's a good point that's you know yeah um blood porch like i think he holds up okay on blood uh (laughs) yeah i i I was giving him the benefit of the doubt by saying okay but um definitely not his finest version of this song it's not 1993 94 anymore for sure but um you know if you get it nowadays like don't go in expecting to just get what you get on the album just don't go into it getting that but right again like playing in front of that many people like that's a song that you want all those people jumping up and down to for sure absolutely um porch is interesting because because there's actually a story that goes along with Porch. And um, uh, uh, from talking to Victor, who we spoke with before from uh, uh, Pearl Jam 2Fly, he mentioned another uh, Pearl Jam uh, tribute band down in Brazil called Blamorphed. And the lead singer for that band is, I, I suppose he creates guitars. And... He created a guitar and gave it to Eddie, gifted it to Eddie, and this guitar that he's playing during the porch is this beautiful, like, you know, Brazilian flag colored green, green and white, like shiny, crystal clear, beautiful guitar that Ed is playing on this internal porch. And it just so happens that the same guy, I believe his name is Sergio, um was on stage with them and and they mentioned it uh in yesterday's black circle episode uh he got on stage with them and sang a couple of lyrics to porch at some point on this tour so like that's you know a cool little aspect that was thrown in and and maybe just part of how much brazil really does appreciate uh the band going down there and and performing yeah absolutely we talked about you know how Mike went out in the crowd during even flow. This is, you know, Ed goes down in the crowd and, and gets to interact face to face and does the little, the, the part there. And then comes back with, uh, at least one Brazilian flag. It looked like there, there might've been more than one, but <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely, he, he comes back with a gift. Usually he goes and does the walk up to the crowd, but this time he's like, he goes in the crowd here when he's doing the chorus. Yeah. And he's basically, eye level with them. How how crazy is that? There's no barrier in between them. It's not, you know, like you see the shows, the arena shows where he just gets right in the middle and, you know, he gets on that little, little perch on that barricade and, and the security guard holds him up. And he's usually whoever is the lucky person that, that has had that that spot all night. I, oh, it, I was, was, it was me in Charlotte. I remember. Yeah, he was right on top of me. Yeah, I was about to say Memphis. I, I was in earshot of that, um, but holding on and holding on for dear life, and just grabbing somebody's hand and giving them the mic every now and again. But this, he's like right in the middle of it, and you have to be thinking in Ed's mind. He's just, I love this crowd so much. How do I get to be part of it? Well, this is this is this is what I'm doing, and they kind of 
they kind of get him out really quick. Like, he does, like, a couple lines, but, like, security is like, all right, all right, we got to go, we got to go, we got to go kind of deal. So it wasn't, there wasn't a lot of it, but still, for the moment that he's there, it's it's pretty powerful. Yeah, definitely. All right, Encore 2. We don't have any ads for this one, but uh, uh, we will continue on with the music. They come out rocking with Comatose, State of Love and Trust. Don't love Comatose post-2006 or really 2010 it's just kind of oh it's just kind of topsy-turvy and just a little haphazard and ed never gets the timing right on it and mike never gets the timing right on it so i not much really else to say about it but state of love and trust is like a speed drill i've heard yeah i've heard fast versions of this before but this is yeah this this is like you, you ever see, you ever go on YouTube and just look for, like, Mario Mario speed drills, like, beating the game in 12 minutes kind of deal? Mm-hmm. This is that. Oh, this was, like this was, this was seven, 78 RPM. <laughs> exactly. For the, uh, for the vinyl people out there, yeah. Exactly. Uh, I'm sure it got the crowd going, it got the momentum going, but for the boot listener, it's uh, it wasn't my favorite listening experience, I don't think. Yeah, and they'll do that with these encore twos. Like sometimes you either get like a like a sing along, like a last kiss, or you might get like a smile or something if it's like a party mode. But sometimes they do this where they come out an encore two and they just want to want to come out blazing. Like that's you might get a go or a life wasted or a whipping there, and and comatose is part of that rotation. Right, and it's just kind of it's it's whatever they're feeling at the moment, you know. Yeah, and. Uh, I, yeah, it, it, it works. It works for the crowd. Uh, listening back, I think more of the emotional moments uh, are the ones that stick out to me from this show. And when you get emotional moments, you do not get better than black. situation and emotional day to to be performing a a song like this in front of that many people with a song that has that amazing crowd response where they can you know call back with the do 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 do, and there's so much of that um it's just it's a massive moment for them and 
Ed gets to kind of, you know, improv a little bit with uh, the, you know, changing the we, we, we belong together to we didn't belong together, which he does every now and again. Also, people will think he's doing it's okay. He's doing a little bit of androgynous mind here, too. Yeah. Yeah, a little double tag on there. It was great. And the crowd, yeah, the, the crowd is great on this. They Ooh. keep going. Yeah, like, they just keep this alive, man. They, they just, it's its one of those, I, I feel like the crowd knows it's winding down. They don't have a lot of moments left. And they want to they want to sink it all in and, and they don't want to they don't want to stop so when the band kind of slows the song down the crowd just continues on because they know that this moment should be everlasting yeah I mean what like you said what can you say it's it's McCready it's it's Ed doing those those tags it's the crowd at the end this is one of those like another one of those crests of the of the wave like when it's just the, the release and the catharsis and everything gets channeled in through that performance it's 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 a highlight this is one of the best blacks we've heard in a long time for sure for sure without without a doubt and black is held in such high regard and you know when you get a version that is is well above the rest you definitely take heed to it and 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 gets noticed so uh yeah this is i don't I don't know if it's coming back on mine. If it comes back on yours, I wouldn't be surprised. But um, in in somebody's uh, sky, it is a top three moment for for sure, and it, it belongs in one of the best moments of the night for sure. course you're gonna at least on paper finish the night with a live rocking in the free world yell lead better and uh it's just been an insane night with so many highs and so many like emotional i don't want to say emotional lows but the waves that you mentioned uh you need these final three to close it out don't play around with what works so well you know you have the crowd to give it to you give them exactly what they want to go home on Oh, definitely. I mean, this is this is the the payoff of the whole night. You know, this is this is what people have been waiting for, and 
it's it's the classic the classic trio you know sometimes you get you get two of them sometimes you only get one but here they're, they're busting out all three and you know things are good when you know in rocking in the free world ed is changing lyrics to their colors on the street they're uh, uh green and white and it's like you know everything feels more and more like a crowd de- dedication as as they keep going on, and on. so did you notice there tambourine. was an in- there was an instrument switch there too did you catch that I did not catch that. Uh, they go back to Rock and the Free Will. McCready's on bass. Jeff is, uh, oh. is playing guitar, so they 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 oh, cool. switched out real quick. Yeah. Wow. When did, how often does that happen? That McCready. Yeah. Does not street. not that we see very often. Yeah. But he's got wow. that. He's playing that big pink bass that Jeff has. We need an EP or something where like Mike sings, Matt's on <laughs> guitar, Stone's on bass, Ed plays pump organ like well dance with the clairvoyance like let that be the inspiration <laughs> for uh, for a whole new spinoff yeah <laughs> i mean last i heard from mike he said he was trying to take singing lessons and really wants to get it down so they've got to play turning mist at some point so we can cover his vocals yes. yeah please do please do very underrated song like yeah um people people forget that that's you know part of the original repertoire you know yep like with that and things like falling down and, and yep. uh, happy when I'm crying and things like that. You know? Well, there was a show where he did a he did a preset and sang with it. We might have to put that one on the on the okay. schedule at some point. I didn't realize he did Turning Mist. I know he did. Um, no, he did, he yeah he didn't do Turning Mist, but he okay. he does he does sing a couple. Of, yeah, he did he did Dead Flowers and, right. and something else. I think just yeah, a little. I, I, I think it's just an untitled song that he wrote for his son, maybe. Okay. From what I remember. Um, but Mike finishes it off at the end here with, you know, like, uh, it's led better, man. It's just getting to the bluesy level and finishes out on such that calm, smooth, you know, when the wave crashes in, it kind of just settles at the end. It's it's that perfect Absolutely. End. And you've, yep. you got to think there, they do their bows. And, um, yeah, that, that's, that's it. That's the show, right? Yep, to shut shut it down. Oh wait, what? <laughs> Wrong, people. We got one more in us. Ed, Ed puts up the finger. Yep. And uh, whenever there's one more song, it's usually uh, the extra uh, cherry on top. The second cherry, so to speak, is uh, all along the watchtower, and and it's just yeah, uh, it's great. I, I've. I've grown more of a liking to Watchtower going on this show than I had in past years because I've, I've stated on the show that I'm not a huge fan of, of the song. I, I just, I don't get it. I, I don't get the hype around it. I get, like, the Hendrix version is a great song, but I don't get, like, Hendrix has a billion great songs. Why is it this one and why is it that he did a Bob Dylan song that's so amazing? I, and, and why does everybody want to cover it? Like, I just don't get that aspect of it. But when they play it like this and they make this sort of atmosphere and turn it into this sort of moment, okay, I get this now, you know? I don't yeah, get, like, it, a Dave Matthews version of it. I will, sure, I will put it that way. Sure. And, yeah, this was cool. You had, you had again, a 
we talk about Mikey goes over and jams out with Boom a little bit. They do a little, not not like a crazy Mary duel, but they do a little playing off of each other. That that was really cool. And yeah, it's just it's just one of those things. It's just a fun thing. It's it's a classic. You know, everybody knows it. So it's just a it's just a fun thing to do at the end. It's just to say thank you to everybody. You know, it's it's just a a nice cap on the evening. Absolutely, and boy. Three three hours and eleven minutes is what it clocks in at, and that is like prime territory for just perfect timing for a Pearl Jam show like that. If if you get that at every show, you are a lucky, lucky son of a bitch. This is triple encore. This is considered, you know, a, a one more song after the second encore. Like that that is rare in and of itself, right? Right, definitely. Alright, we gotta pick three. Some are going to be easy and some are going to be real tough. So can I pick seven? I mean, come on. If I if we can just do the show again, <laughs> then yeah, uh, you can pick however many you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. I think this might be we have thirty three choices. This might be one where I have to cheat a little bit. But uh, my number three is black. Uh, you hinted at it before. It was probably going to show up, and it absolutely does. Um, it's it's the one that I that I that I wait for. It's that's the moment. Uh, loved it here. Perfect spot. Perfect version. Love the crowd. Uh, absolutely one of the best versions of Black we've heard in a long time, like I said. Uh, my number two is uh, Small Town, specifically that that look on Ed's face right before the, the hello comes out. I got that just that just made that part of the show for me. Like I was I was in the moment. Absolutely. And uh, my number one, I'm, I'm going to cheat a little bit and go Lobo Captain do the evolution back to back. We you know we 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 talked about it, and to no end when earlier in the show, you, just a perfect combination of of everything going on at the time and everything going on in the in the venue at the at the place. Like it's it's near perfect, and the just two powerful versions of these songs that that I'll absolutely go back to. Yeah, you you kind of stole an idea from me. I, I kind of said I want one moment to encapsulate the tragedy, one moment to encapsulate the conditions and one moment to encapsulate the crowd response. And you hit all three on the head. Like those are the ones I, you know, um, I was going to actually give it number three, like some sort of medley going from given a fly into rearview mirror. Like that whole stretch to me was just so incredibly tailored that I don't think at the most hits hit kind of shows, I don't think you're going to get that kind of stretch, you know, like that. It just feels so much bigger in this atmosphere than it would at like a festival show or something. So I'm going to go with that. Um, at number two, I I'm also like, I can't go in my top three and not say small town or love boat captain. Like these are the best moments from this show. I will never forget both of, both of these moments from elderly woman just just you know the the audible that they call and Ed you know giving the crowd in a time where it could be a little restless and the wind is flying and and the conditions are not perfect Ed is finding a way to tame the lion and he does and and while lightning bolt is cursed he basically uses his his guitar as a wand and, and fixes the spell there and and it turns into something magical absolutely magical and you're right the hello moment is is just a beautiful touch on it 
Uh, and number one is Love Boat Captain because that, like, nothing, you know, every it's on the top of everybody's mind. We're going through a tragedy right now, like I mentioned before, with RBG and her death and what this could lead to uh, for our country in the coming weeks, coming months. And, like, that's such not the same kind of tragedy at all. This is a terrorist attack, but it's something that's on everybody's mind. Everybody's thinking about it. And when people are are just in the same place mentally where they feel like they can be united on something, it just brings out the best in everybody. It really does. And this, this version with the crowd going back and forth with Ed changing the lyrics, there's nothing, there's nothing better that I could have wanted from this set. It's absolutely, it's so good. It's so perfect. Yeah, I uh, agree hundred percent. Like I said, I hope they play it at every single show from here on out. Yeah. I, I, I want, I want to hear it. it. That is, that's high on my list, especially after listening to this. So I'm, I'm in, I'm down. Let, let's, let's do it. Um, but, uh, you know, we got a ways to go. So why don't we, uh, why don't we rate the show before we actually get to hear that in in concert? We we have some some more shows that we'll probably have to cover on the podcast before we get to see them live and in person again. So let's uh, let's rate this one. Let's let's see where this lies. Yeah, this was uh this was tough because you know like I said you look at it on paper and it seems like there are a couple of moments where it feels like it's not going to work and not a lot of really rare songs like you don't get one of those really, you know, serious collector songs here, but I'm going to give it a but nine. You have to think it's, you have to think it's also Brazil, right? And absolutely, a lot yeah, of you, this like is said, rare you, for you, them. Yeah, you you can't you can't I can't dock points for that. So I'm going to give it a nine. This is just under some of the some of the instant classic ones that we've done that that everybody knows. I think like so many great moments, such a such a great crowd, such a great uh, bunch of great moments. Like the the way the 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 show like kind of crashes and waves and comes back. I thought it was really well put together. Great ending, great beginning. So yeah, give, give it a solid nine. I you know I and I've been thinking about this a lot over the last couple of days, and um, I I'm so close. I'm so close here. Just with the tragedy, just with having to adapt to the situation and, and just maybe this being the first that we've really gotten down to, to covering in full and, and just being amazed by uh, what the crowd can do. Like my heart wants to give it a 10, 100%. Not everything in this show is a 10. I think that there was some, some fumbles in spots like the comatose spot, Blood wasn't great. Um, there were some fumbles in spots. It wasn't the best performance-wise in very, very little spots. I mean, the stuff that had the best performances were some of the best performances of their songs that I had ever heard before. Like, that can't be understated at all. Um, so, I don't know what's holding me back from giving this a 10. I, if, if it's little stuff like that, I have to say that coming off the tragedy and, and the, you know, and, and the conditions of the weather, like those are things, those are intangible things that you don't get every night. So that makes the show special. So give it, give it a 10. I think the, I think the people want I, you to do it. 
you took the words out of my mouth. This show is a 10. All right. Yeah. The, I, I don't give a lot of shows 10s. I wasn't, I wasn't sure if, if that was, that was going to come out of my mouth or not, but, uh, I, I'm proud to give it a 10 and I'm, I'm glad, uh, I'm, I'm glad that this was pitched to us and, and this kind of got us kickstarted on our, our South American tour a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm not going to argue with you again, the situations that all came up in the show, like they're, they are prime example of what Pearl Jam can do when they're at their best. So I, I am sticking by it and I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy hey, to deal with it. Out, I, could, so. I could, I could throw that formula out, out the window next week. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Well, next week is going to be good, too, because we're actually uh, one of our patrons is going to come on and help us out with that because he was actually at the show down in Santiago, Chile. Uh, Javier Hervas is coming on to join us. So we're very excited to get his firsthand experience of being down there and, and getting to hear that crowd, which is very similar to the crowd in Brazil, I, I, I would think. Um, haven't dug into the show just yet, but we'll get to it very soon. Um, and yeah, that's going to be the last uh, South America show for at least another month because October we're, uh, we're going to dig into some heavy stuff here where, um, we, we realize the implications on the country and what's going on. And there's no, no doubt about it right now. This is one of the most urgent times we've ever had in our history, in our country's history, there is no time like right now to go out there and vote. And we, I think both of us, John, we talked about, we even pushed this show back because we couldn't do this show right by doing it on, uh, recording it on the date of, of Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death. Um, we absolutely are just charged up to talk about some political Pearl Jam stuff. And that's what you're going to get out of us in October. And I say that because obviously that's not everybody's favorite aspect of Pearl Jam. However, it's part of their history and it's a very important part of their history. And I, I think we've, we've shared our takes here and there on this show and and when it has come time for them to be political we've been political with them and and shared what they've had to say but i think now is the time for them for to really dig down deep into what makes this band who they are and how they believe and what they believe in absolutely and yeah if you're if you're asking them to stick to the music like they haven't done that since 1991 they're not going to start now so it's absolutely something that that's part of the whole experience for sure. I, I, I personally, I like political Pearl Jam. I, you know, I think it's one of the things that has always attracted me to them. It's not that they, I share a viewpoint with them, but it's that they can so articulately share it with the world to make me feel like, you know, I'm not an outcast for feeling the way I did, like when the the Iraq war was going on, there were so many people that I lived around and we're going to get to the Nassau Coliseum show that that's, that's part of this uh, political Pearl Jam month. Um, we're going to get to the Nassau Coliseum show, which is that I wasn't at that show, but I live on Long Island. I, I, I lived there in 2003 and it was right after nine 11. And you know, if you, if you said anything bad about the president, about, 
you know, the Twin Towers, people were so fragile back then that they, they would snap at you. Even to, even to worse points where if the absolute worst things that you can think of that, that I've had to endure, you know, going into pizza shops and somebody behind me, it didn't matter whether they were Muslim or Hispanic, they were just brown. I, I remember specifically the person at the pizza counter saying, sorry, we're out of pizza. And the guy leaving, and after he left, he said, yeah, right, like I was ever going to serve to him. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I live amongst these people? These people exist? And listening to the band and getting their intake of all this made me realize that I'm right. I feel justified in the way that I feel about the world and the world that I want to live in is the right world that uh, we should be aiming for. So, you know, not to, not to go on off on a little tangent there, but you know, there's so much going on right now. There's so much going on. And by the time this episode comes out, who the hell knows there could be so much more. So this could be, this could be dated. Like we could, we could be at war by the time this episode comes out, who the hell knows. But, um, you know, we're going to do our best to, to really try and drive, you know, uh, just the narrative of their viewpoints and their their philosophy and really hammer home that if you're in America right now and you're not seeing what's going on and you're not pissed off and not ready to vote, what are you doing? So, yeah, and I mean, uh, we realize you know we're we're not out here to change people's minds and or anything we're not. like that, we, but, and we can't, right? But it. But it is it is part of part of their history and part of these shows and a, a lot of the shows we're going to be covering are very charged. So yeah, we're absolutely going to be going to be talking about it. Yeah. So you know, if that's not your thing, I suggest you know maybe take a break for the month. We'll be back. You know, we're going to do Santiago next week. We're we're actually going to have a really really good guest that I, I suggest that you tune in uh, for in October. And there will be a little bit of political stuff in there, but it's mostly uh, I don't know. Should I should I tell them who's coming on? Should should I wait for it? I think you know what I'm going to wait for it because in next week's episode we're going to have a little bit of a snippet of okay. that episode of that interview. So. Uh, it, it's something that's going on. Um, if, if you know things that are happening with the band and, and releases that are coming out, then, uh, you know, about the band, then you might have seen this. And that is the only hint that I will give at this moment of time. But, um, I think that should, uh, wrap things up for the night. What do you think? Yeah, I think we're, I think we covered it. We will be back next week for Chile. This may be the end. We're here, but not for much longer. And although we may be parting ways, I miss you already, and I miss you always. Thanks once again to the guys in Black Circle. They're fantastic. If you don't go and pre-order their album Mercury, what are you doing? It's it. I've listened to it a bunch of times now. It's great. It's a great listen. They are showing that they're they have more depth in their arsenal than just Pearl Jam. Go and pre-order it today. It'll be on all of our social media pages if you need the link. And uh, thanks again to Victor from uh, Pearl Jam 2Fly. You guys over in Brazil, you guys are all right. And we're we're looking forward to doing more Brazil shows in the future, not just this one. So hang tight. We're going to get them in there as we go along on this pod. So let's close it on out and say goodbye. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you next week for Santiago 2005. R.I.P. R.B.G.